This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Thank you for joining me today here on Quiet Moments. And I wanted to spend our time together looking at Mark chapter 5. This kind of is a preview in a way to the lesson I actually will be presenting at Ulaga here on Sunday morning. But in Matthew, excuse me, in Mark rather, in chapter 5, it is, this is in Matthew as well, Matthew 8, 28 uh, through chapter 9, verse 1, and also Luke 8, 26 through 39, we have the demon-possessed man who is coming out of the tombs. We find in verse 1 that then when they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of uh, uh, Gagirines, I always mispronounced that, uh, it's actually... Uh, so, uh, sometimes, depending on what uh, account you're reading, it's actually uh, a different word is sometimes used there. Um, sometimes it is just gentineret, uh, uh, I think that's how you say it, uh, is also used there. Anyway, looking at verse 2 of Mark 5, he says, And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now, I believe it's also uh, Matthew's account that says... Um, that there met him, yes, two demon-possessed men. And now, and one commentator put this put this idea forward, and, and uh, I think it's a, a pretty good way to look at it, is that in Mark's account, he's focusing perhaps on the more uh, vocal, the more uh, violent, perhaps, of the two. And so that's why there's only one recorded there, um, or mentioned there, we should say, because Matthew does record the same idea, but the uh, same uh, occasion. But he says there's two coming out of of the of the tombs. He says there in verse uh, 28 of Matthew 5 that there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass uh, that way. You know, I've seen a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, but I've seen some scary movies. I, I enjoy suspenseful movies. I don't like the gory, gross stuff, but you know, something scares me a little bit. It's not, you know, it's sometimes it's enjoyable. It's fun to have a, a scary movie if it's uh, uh, done, done, done correctly, done well. Um, but what's interesting here is, you know, Mark 5, and really, I mean, either any of these accounts here with this demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, to me, this is one of the ones, uh, occasions that really kind of creeps you out just a little bit, you know, cemeteries are, are not a place that we usually hang out at, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, cheesy, uh, scary scenes and sitcoms are done in, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a cemetery, but and when we find here that he's coming out of the tombs, uh, kind of has the idea of, of a cemetery-like place. And I know some commentators say, well, you know, this person, you know, these individuals are actually going back and forth from the tomb for the time he was being exceedingly fierce and between the time he wasn't. And they'll put forth the idea that when he wasn't exceedingly, being exceedingly fierce and enraged by the, by the demons, that that's when they bound him. Um, I don't know how much there is to that. Um, you know, I don't... Uh, that's not my purpose for, for today, but I want us to continue reading here in verse 3. The Bible says um, here in Mark 5, verse 3, who had his dwelling among the tombs, which seems to imply that he was staying there, living there. That's why I, I don't I don't see how they were going back and forth. But anyway, he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. Now, some, I think, reason... Sometimes people think, well, he had just fits of rage and they were able to bound him when he wasn't. You know, if you get enough people together, uh, you can accomplish some things. But 
you know, I don't know if he was becoming enraged and then not at different times, where the case may be. That's, again, at the point that we're looking at. But what we find here is, is this, these individuals, these two men, as Matthew records them, their lives are completely in tatters because of their condition. Um, we find here uh, in verse 3, the Bible says that no one could bind him, not even with chains. And I think there that no one could bind him and keep him bound. Uh, you know, it's like a, if you have a big, strong dog and you put you put him outside and you put him on a, on a chain or something to try to keep him in the yard. You know, a strong dog can, can pull, pull the stake out of the ground or uh, pull chains apart. That's um, not uncommon if you have the right kind of a strong dog and maybe a chain that's not as strong as you thought it was. It can happen. What we find here in verse 3 that no one can bind him. He says, not even with chains there in verse 3. Verse 4 says, Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs. So he's in this mountainous area and in the tombs. So he's he's nearby this tomb, these tombs all the time, crying out, verse 5, and cutting himself with stones. But what's interesting to me, what I want us to focus on here for our time together is, you see this horrific image, this or horrific ordeal going on. This, these men just being, you know, having their lives just taken over and torn apart because of this these demons being within them. Verse six says that when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. Now he's focusing again on Mark's account is focusing just on one uh, demon here, or one demon possessed man here. Verse 7, And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have we to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Now, it's interesting how everything changes when Christ arrives. That the demons become afraid. Look at verse 7. What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Now, this is not the man speaking, but it is the it is really the uh, actually it's the demons who are within him. Look, look at verse eight. Uh, for he said to him, "Come out of the man, unclean spirit." And so, what was it? He was calling out the spirit. It was the spirit, this evil spirit that was afraid. Uh, if you look at uh, Matthew's account here, let me go back over here to Matthew chapter eight. Um, he says here, um, verse Matthew eight verse thirty. Now a good way off from there, there was a herd of swine uh, feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, "If you cast us out, permit us to go away to a herd of swine." Now, us there, if you look there in verse thirty-one in Matthew eight, it shows us that there was more than one demon, more than one person as well as Matthew records, and I believe it is. Luke's account, let me get over here to Luke chapter 8. Uh, uh, let's see here. That says, for we are many, is the phrase I'm looking for. Yes, uh, Luke 8 verse 30. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons have entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the into the abyss. Friends, if, the, if our Lord has such power and such influence over those that are doing evil. That is, he has ability to overcome them. Let's take strength in that as a Christian, knowing that God is always in control. There's no evil that 
our Lord, our God, cannot overcome, cannot defeat. Keep in mind is the demons here who are quite literally trembling. Let's remember that we serve a powerful and awesome and mighty God. We have no reason to be afraid, no reason to fear. So let us think about these things and always try to put our faith in our great and awesome God. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.